Hey friends, Heather here. Welcome to a special throwback episode of the Lucky Few podcast. We're still shifting the narrative and shouting the worth, and we're super excited to get to bring to you again, or maybe for the first time, some of our very favorite episodes from the year. So I'm so excited to get to re-release this episode. Thank you for joining us, friends. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Mercedes. And today we are chatting with some very, very special guests all about the policies that affect our loved ones with Down syndrome. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. When you hear the term special needs planning, what comes to mind? If you're like most people, you probably envision paying an attorney a lot of money to set up a special needs trust for your child. That's because the traditional approach to special needs planning tells families to do two things. One, establish a trust, and two, buy a life insurance policy to fund it in the future when you die. But is that version of planning enough to give you a true sense of security today? and complete peace of mind regarding your child's future. As a proud older brother of a younger sister with Down syndrome, Philip Clark didn't think so. That is why he founded Enable Special Needs Planning. His team of expert special needs consultants guide families step-by-step through the planning process and develop lifelong relationships to help them adjust over time as things change. If you want more from your planning experience, check out enablesnp.com. That's enablesnp, as in special needs planning.com. It is election day, Mercedes. I can't. That is wild. Election day. <laughs> We've the <reached> election <laughs> of the lifetime. Election of the <laughs> lifetime in the wildest time of life. Oh, gosh. So much is, has happened, is happening, and election day. There's a lot of strong feelings. A lot of <laughs> strong feelings. We will stay surfacey. Do, do you want to share yours? Um, <laughs> um, but um, I, I am so excited about our guest today because we, I, I will speak for me. You speak for you. Okay. Politics are not my my judge, as Mercedes likes to put it, <laughs> and affect me and my loved ones greatly. I understand that significance. And I think we're in a political atmosphere that people who maybe didn't care about politics before care more than ever mm-hmm. is kind yes. of what I'm gathering. Right. I feel that way, but I still feel like uh, I feel very undereducated in in the political atmosphere and it, it's not my wheelhouse. So like the language right. is tricky. What sh- there's so many things to care about, but what yes. should I put my energy towards? How do I understand this? You read things one way. You're like, Oh, I agree with this. And then you read it the other way. Like, Oh, I, I don't agree with this. Right. Do I agree with this? How does this affect me? So we have the experts on. Of all the experts. (laughs) I'm so thankful that they are on because I think 
especially when it comes to raising a child with Down syndrome, I, there are certain policies that are just not at the forefront of searches. Sunflowers here with me, you guys. And I know also nothing about politics. I also don't know who to trust when I read things because I am so new at this and I am so not aware. Mm. And I want to change that as I get older. <laughs> and especially <laughs> as after this, up. as I grow up, I want to know about our government. No, but really. And because of everything that has happened this year, I'm an adult. <laughs> like I need <laughs> I need to know more and to what are your favorite sources when you look online. And I, and I even wonder if that's skewed. I don't know. Now all of a sudden I'm, everything's a conspiracy, but I just know that there's two parties and they have agendas and, and it's fine. We could get into it in our talk, but I'm excited that it's election day and it's all going to be over soon. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Fingers crossed. Right. Okay. Well, let's, let's get to it. Um, and bring in some people who know a little more than you. Our, one of our first guests, we are so excited to bring her back on the show. She was here two years ago. I can't believe it's been two years. Her name is Kayla McEwen. And she was on episode 17 back in November of 2018. I remember it well. And as a refresher, um, Kayla is the very first registered lobbyist who has Down syndrome. And she does a lot of her work in DC. She is also a Ruby's Rainbow scholarship recipient, as everyone who listens knows we are big fans of Ruby's Rainbow. She is a special Olympics ambassador. She is a podcast host herself and so much more. She is lovely and charming and brilliant, and we are so excited to have you with us today. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Just like we said earlier, it's been way too long, so thank you very much for this great honor. Thank you. Thank you for thank your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. And uh, along with Kayla, we also have Ashley, and I'm so excited to meet you, Ashley. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Ashley Helsing, and I am Director of Government Relations for the National Down Syndrome Society. So I work alongside Kayla to make sure that you know people with Down Syndrome are represented in Washington, D.C. and on Capitol Hill and throughout the country in, in these important issues. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. I have so many questions and I don't even know where to get started, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really thankful that you guys are here with us today and talking about politics. So let's get to it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Ashley, yes. how did you even get started in, in politics and with in Down syndrome advocacy? Yeah, thank you so much for the question. So I started with NDSS um, a little over three years ago now. I have been in DC since 2010, kind of in in various various roles. But I realized, you know, before I joined 
um, the National Down Syndrome Society that I wanted to do something good for the world and to, you know, make sure that there is some more equity all around in, in our country for amazing people like Kayla and all of the other people on staff that have that have Down syndrome and and folks who have Down syndrome around the country. Mm. Amazing. So I, I know that I'm the luckiest person in DC to be able to, <laughs> to work, to work every day with people like Kayla and, and in DC. So is it when you work, is it like a team or is Ashley part of a team? And if so, how many are on that team? And yeah, absolutely. So at the National Down Syndrome Society, we have our National Advocacy and Public Policy Center. Um, so both Kayla and I work there. Um, we have a number of other team members, some that handle, you know, different kind of policies and, and areas that we look at. And, you know, some that are in charge, like Kayla, of making sure that our community is is behind what we're what we're doing and, and making sure that they're reaching out to their members of Congress to help get things done and all of that. So we have about six people on our team, mm-hmm. um, which is, is really, really great. You know, it's a, it's a small team compared to, you know, other organizations and, and things like that in DC, but we're able to get a lot of things done just because there's so much passion and love for the work that we do. And, you know, we all know how important it is. So we work hard and we get things done. Nice. Right, Kayla? Exactly. Yes. Well, so, I'll tell you this advocates. Yeah, we appreciate all of that work. Kayla, we haven't seen you in two years. You're looking lovely as ever, darling. Mm-hmm. But the last time we spoke, you were lobbying for the Able to Work Act. So that, that yes. was two years ago. Where are we at with that two years later? But two years later, I'm very happy to say it passed. Woo! Amazing. Yes, woo! <laughs> it passed. Now we can save their money into our able accounts. So mm-hmm. even better. So and good. Definitely so good. So good. But I'm still lobbying. I'm still talking with members of Congress. I traveled and there's other speaking engagements. But since March, everything slowed down because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I am. I've been grounded at home, mm-hmm. and I've been. I'm still lobbying. I'm just doing it like this over Zoom. We have congressional meetings. Um, I'm still speaking at other at virtually like yesterday. I just had a, a big speech with the Bank of America and other conferences. So I really loved. Um, being able to continue to lobby and to speak and definitely spread in our message. Absolutely, yes. That's amazing, Kayla. Have you, has it been difficult doing your speeches over Zoom or do you kind of like it more? Honestly, I like it to be face-to-face, but I yes. understand on the need to do it over Zoom because of uh, what's impacting us today. Yes. Um. So I'm looking forward to ending COVID-19 pandemic. That way you can go back to traveling, back to walking Capitol Hill and being able to do everything face, face-to-face again. Oh, me too. Yeah, same girl. 
Okay. So what, what are you working on right now? What are some things you're currently lobbying for? And both of you, either of you can take this question. Definitely. Actually, do you want to take it before I take it over? Sure. So, you know, as Kayla said, we, we all kind of had to shift everything that we were working on in March. And, you know, from an advocacy perspective, we had to really look at what our community needs during this, this crazy time. So, you know, we were reaching out to our community. We took surveys on what the most pressing issues they are facing during this pandemic are. And we identified three priorities that were pushing on Capitol Hill to ensure that, you know, uh, our people get, get what they need during this time. So, you know, one of the big issues is funding for Medicaid home and community-based services. Mm -hmm. So those services are so crucial to folks in our community um, who need, you know, extra support to live independently and to stay out of, you know, things like institutions and other congregate settings where we know that the virus spreads very rapidly. Mm. So this funding, you know, is very important during normal times to help people stay out of, of settings like this, but it's even more crucial now because of the risk of the virus um, spreading there. So, you know, that funding is, is crucial. Additionally, back when the, what was called the CARES Act passed in Congress, there was a stimulus check that many Americans received Unfortunately, because of that, because of the way the definition of dependent was written in the law, individuals who are over the age of 17, but still claimed as dependents on their parents' taxes were not able to receive any money. So this was so many of the adults with Down syndrome in our community who are still claimed on their parents or their caregivers' taxes, they missed out on, on all of that. Uh, money, which was kind of, I think, a shock to our community because so many people were were expecting it, and then just kind of didn't receive a check. We started getting calls about, you know, when their stimulus check was getting there, and we looked into it and said, you know, it's not coming. Mm -hmm. So we are, you know, really pushing for whenever the next stimulus package comes out, whenever the next economic relief package comes out, that that issue is, is addressed. And then finally, you know, there are so many in our community who are doing virtual schooling or some sort of hybrid model. And, you know, it's just not conducive to so many of the services that students with Down syndrome and other disabilities receive. So it's so hard to do things like occupational therapy and physical therapy virtually. And we know that our students are, are being set, set back. So we want to ensure that when things are, you know, perfectly back to normal and everybody's in, in school again, and they can re receive those therapies that there's some, funding for compensatory services to help catch them back up to where they should be. That's a full, I know. <laughs> that's a full plate. What can you tell us, like walk us through, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. You know, so you're doing those things. Does that look like meetings, phone calls? Are you meeting with both <clears throat> all different sides, all different parties, all different individuals? Is this like a bipartisan thing? What, what does that look like? Absolutely. For, you know, these, everybody is, is very focused in DC um, and has been, you know, since March 
on, on these issues. So it's a lot of meetings, you know, unfortunately I live about a mile and a half from the Capitol, but I'm, you know, in my, in my apartment on zoom from about 9am until 7pm, depending on the day. But, you know, it's a lot of meetings. It's, it's so important though, that the people who are making these decisions on what is included in the next package hear from our community and hear why these things are important. And that's where somebody like, like Kayla is, is so, you know, helpful and effective because it's one thing for me to be telling decision makers what's important to the Down syndrome community, but to hear it from, from somebody with Down syndrome, it's an entirely, it changes the dynamic, wouldn't you say, Kayla? I was definitely say so. And it's hard for them to say no to a self-advocate when we are putting these priorities, because we hope we're changing their minds and we're not gonna stop knocking on doors or knocking on Zoom doors. Mm -hmm. We're gonna just keep pushing. <laughs> knocking on Zoom doors. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have some priorities I would like to discuss too, if you don't yes, mind. Yes, please. Definitely. I want to hear all your priorities. Because the Perfect. work doesn't stop. The work does not stop, right, Kayla? <laughs> it <laughs> so, never stops. It's like well, we other... never sleep. We just keep on pushing. <laughs> All of the things, the other things that we were working on before, before COVID-19 happened are still important because, you know. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Tell, us, tell us those priorities. I want to hear. Sure. So we are currently lobbying for the Transformation to Competitive Employment Act, which is an 80-year-old provision law within the Fair Labor and Standards Act to receive a 14C special wage certificate from the Department of Labor to pay people with disabilities less than federal or state minimum wage. So this is what we call ending sub minimum wage. Okay. So we wanna end some minimum wage and phase out 14C within the next six years. And this we want to pass. So we can find gainful and meaningful competitive jobs on minimum wage and higher. We want to be paid the same amount and we want to be treated like everybody else. So why should we be paid less than someone else for doing the same job? And then another key topic is marriage. Unfortunately, I would have to choose between marrying the person that I, that I love and keeping my vital benefits. So when I called up my local congressman, John Kekko of the 24th district, we talked and I told him I want to get married someday. He goes, what, Kayla, marriage? Really? <laughs> like, yes, really. But first I need to find a boyfriend first. It's not like I'm doing a shameful plug here. But anyway, I told him how crucial it was to fix this law. And then a couple of months later, he introduced the marriage access for people with special abilities, also known as MAPSA, alongside Bill Keating of Massachusetts which allows individuals like myself and my colleagues and many others with intellectual or developmental disabilities to keep their benefits when they get married. And I am definitely grateful that he, that Congressman Keating and Kakao introduced this piece of legislation and we're still working very hard to get this passed. And that's, that's, both of these are pieces of federal legislation, correct? 
Yes, but, that is correct. correct. Thank you, Ash. No yeah. problem. And it's huge. I don't, I think most people don't realize that this is the case for people with disabilities that, that there are, like you look back at IDEA passing and that businesses can't discriminate in hiring someone with a disability, but they can pay them less mm. and that that's okay. I, that's wild. Right. And that people, yeah, you choose to get married, you're going to lose your benefits that there isn't right. marriage equality for people with disabilities. Like people don't, I don't think people realize that. Right. And that's a, that's huge. That's like very, it's a major breach on civil rights I that know. we need to change. So where are you at with that? That's a, those are at the beginning stages and you're saying in the next six years, you want to see the um, ending subminimum wage. We want to, yes, we want to phase out um, the 14th C certificates under the special wage under the Fair Labor and Standards Act of 1938. So that's what we're trying to phase out within the next six years. So please correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley. No, that's, uh, that's exactly right. It's, you know, both of these, these issues have been tremendously important to the Down syndrome community for mm -hmm. a very long time. The subminimum wage issue in particular, there have been a few different versions of, of this legislation, but the Transformation to Competitive Employment Act has a wonderful, wonderful chance of passing. It doesn't, given you know that today is election day, it doesn't likely look that it will happen this year. So, you know, we have to just rally again in January once once folks are are back in office and you know make sure this bill is is reintroduced and just kind of start back at square one but with a little bit more enthusiasm and hopefully we can get it done in the next congress you know it's a, it's an issue that the wider disability community has been pushing since the 1970s right. so you know these things don't happen overnight the marriage bill, that's, that's kind of a new one. And that's an issue mm -hmm. that, you know, when Kayla spoke to, to Congressman Katko about that, that it's, you know, it's not something that again is, is really often talked about that there are these right. barriers for, for folks with Down syndrome and, and other disabilities um, just, you know, kind of written into the law. Yeah. And I think also it's important to note that these are, are bipartisan issues. Like right. there is, if there is one thing that folks can, can come together on the Hill about it's, it's definitely ensuring with ensuring people with disabilities, you know, get equal access to some of these things like, mm. you know, fair wages and, and like uh, marriage. Yeah. So let's, let's go there a little bit because today yeah. is election day, like we were talking about, and it is I feel from my little corner in Southern California that it is a incredibly weighty mm. election in a, in a way that I haven't experienced. I'm still very, very young and have only been through a few elections but <laughs> around long enough. And it feels, this one just feels different in that, that people have strong feelings about what's happening, but what as much as you guys want to talk about it or not, and Kayla, especially as a woman with Down syndrome, what are you feeling like the barriers are given our political 
atmosphere right now. And then I'll add a second piece that could be moving forward. Like depending on the outcome, do you feel like today's the outcome of today's election significantly affects your future? Hmm. Those are big. Ashley, do you want to take it? Yeah, I can, I can, you know, kick us off. So at, you know, NDSS, we are a nonpartisan organization. You know, we will work with whomever, however the election turns out, you know, we still have to get things done. There are still these barriers for people with, with Down syndrome and other disabilities that need to be, that need to be fixed. And again, with these being bipartisan issues, you know, it's, there's, there's still ways to get everything done, no matter how, how the election turns out. So that's something Mm -hmm. that's very important to, to emphasize for sure. When you say that it's important to emphasize, are you saying there is no political party that is more for Down syndrome or not more for Down syndrome in the ways of benefiting their future? Yeah. Down syndrome. I mean, if you just look at a a piece of legislation like the Transformation to Competitive Employment Act, it it was introduced by Congressman Bobby Scott, who is, you know, a a Democrat out of Virginia, but also Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers, who was a Republican out of Washington State, who also has a son with Down syndrome. Mm. Um, So, you know, again, these, these issues are are worked on from, from all sides. And I think once people hear that, you know, people with Down syndrome can be paid 30 cents an hour and it's totally legal. It's, it's a little, it's a little jarring, I think just for, for Americans. So, you know, like that we work with, with everyone and anyone who will talk about these issues and and how they can help fix these things that need to be fixed yeah right and then i think some barriers to particular legislation is just like what andrew just said they were getting paid pennies per hour Mm -hmm. that's why people like me are still getting paid cents an hour while other individuals are performing the same task are getting paid at least minimum wage Mm -hmm. and as for the marriage access for people with special abilities that in the differently able community, we want to be, we have the ability to get married. And some of the challenges here is keeping those vital benefits or mm-hmm. choosing the person that we love. So I kind of read those give and take both, but in the long run, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, to me, this is a barrier in itself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Kayla, when did you start voting and do you know a lot of people with Down syndrome who do vote as well? Sure. I started voting when I was 18 years old and my parents would help me by looking at the ballots early beforehand. So like this is on this line and on this line. So I know when I went to the ballots, I know who I was voting for and they told me, do your research, make sure you know what they're working on. That way I can vote proactively. Mm-hmm. And then as far as individuals with Down syndrome to vote, I'm hoping to see a lot of our individuals that do vote. 
expected dollars for 18 and over. So with NDSS, one of our initiatives is DS votes. And this encourages self-advocates and political participation and self-advocates. Um, we also have a campaign and there's our I vote because. Mm. And we like and we put this out on our social media outlets. Mm -hmm. And I hope you take a look at some of these outlets because we put out the I vote because. So what I said was I vote because our voices count and our voices are stronger together. Nothing about us without us. And our votes definitely matter. Mm. It's so powerful and so, so important. Powerful. Yeah, definitely. If you want to be proud to, to be an American, follow NDSS on social media today because you get to see all of these people with Down syndrome ex exercising their, their right to vote and uh, you know talking about the reasons why, which yeah. are so, so important. Yeah, I, I hope everyone goes as soon as they're done listening to this episode to Instagram and follows along with NDSS. And there's some really great voter guides on, or, or on the website with NDSS. And I hope that people, if you haven't voted yet, that you get out and vote now, like in just a few minutes, or, or if you're on your earbuds, just walk there, walk to your voting, your polling place right now. I have another question before we let you guys go. And if you could tell me and our listeners, what are some of the things we need to be aware of when it comes to advocating for Down syndrome right now in our political climate? You already mentioned the two different acts that you're working towards, mm -hmm. but if there's anything else that we need to keep our eye out for and be aware of as advocates, as Down syndrome advocates right now. Mm -hmm. Kayla, I'll, I'll start and then, and then turn it over to you because I know you have some, some important things to, to say about this, but you know, it's important that you know, we keep our, our eye on COVID-19 relief and, and what's, you know, going on, on on Capitol Hill with that and to make sure that our community is included. You know, we, we can't um, let another coronavirus relief package go by without these priorities included. You know, it's, it's so crucial. It's, it's getting, you know, so much so much airtime and it's sucking so much air out of out of DC, but it's it's so crucial that these priorities are included for our community so that they are not left behind. Um, you know the ramifications of of this this period will just be worse for for this community if if it's not addressed. So that's something that I would definitely keep an eye on, and you know. Kayla, and I'll let you touch on this, but I know you always talk about just people being involved and having their voices heard, right? Exactly. Um, like I said earlier, we want our voices to be heard. And when our voices are together, it makes it that much more powerful and much more effective. And this is why our personal stories matter, because that's what comes across when we're, when we're talking with Congress members of Congress that our stories and our voices matter the most. So I hope that that's a great takeaway. It's it. important for people to be involved and to you know, reach out to their, 
they're members of Congress and, and all of that. You know, you can go to our website and we have action alerts that you can fill out that you can email your member of, of Congress and, and their office. And I think we timed it, Kayla, and it was about 20 seconds that it took to, to do. And, and it's so effective because they need to hear from you. They need to hear, hear your voice. Mm. And if you want to become a Dalsterdam ambassador, um, we have our monthly calls and this helps you talk about all these priorities that we have mentioned today. And it will just be even more involved within your Dalsterdam community. We can help you reach out to your local affiliates. And you can t always text 52886 to Lawson Job. And this will get you in touch with your, your policy makers. You can sign up for our newsletters, our emails, and this should help broaden your area to where you need your Congress members right then and there to be able to put forth um, all these changes going on in all the public policy legislation. Kayla, amazing. It's, mm -hmm. I, I feel empowered listening to you and I hope people with Down syndrome um, listening as well. I mean, you just listed off a dozen things that we can do right now to, mm -hmm. to be active and to be advocates in this space. So I appreciate you and your work immensely as my kids are little still, mm -hmm. um, but to know that they have role models like you who are working hard for them. It blows my mind. So I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. I just have deep gratitude for all the work that you do and you too, Ashley, for the work that you're doing in the Down syndrome space. I think that generations to come will look back on this time and the work that you have done and the work that you're doing and realize that it significantly changed their lives for the better. So with all my heart, I thank you. Mm. Yeah. And thank you very much. This is a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Any last minute things? Do you want to tell us who you're voting for for president? Oh my God. You don't have to. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. We'll get comments either way. What I'm going to say is I am bipartisan and nonpartisan. So this is how the voting goes as well. Goes well. And I'm just going to wish everybody. Good luck in the race. Yes. Thank you. I feel I the same. <laughs> We're voting for everyone. Yes. I <laughs> want to just be the same. <laughs> not oh, bipartisan shoot. and nonpartisan. So before we sign off with you guys, two things. One, if you can, you've mentioned a few places to, that listeners can find you, but if you can just tell us a list of the best ways for listeners to find you as individuals and to find the work that you do. And then also think in your mind, we're going to be doing some good news. So our good news segment is we know that it is always important to celebrate the little things and the big things in life. And we find with it, with our loved one with Down syndrome even more so. So if you have a, a good news in mind, think of that. But first, where can our listeners find you? You can find us on our Facebook page. Uh, you can always Google NGSS and it will bring you right to our www.lngss.org. If you have any questions, you can email us at info at ngss.org or you can always give us a phone call. We always check voicemails or any messages through our NDSS calls and 
emails whatsoever. And you can reach me at kmcuen at ndss.org if you have any follow-up questions. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. All of our, our information is, is on our website with a ton of resources for how to get involved and help, um, you know, Kayla and I get some things done in DC and across the country. And we are on all social media platforms. We actually have a TikTok account that nice. I recommend people go follow. We've gone a little viral, I would say, right, Kayla, with some of our, some of the posts on there. Absolutely. So please check out our TikTok. We have amazing stuff advocates that we would love you to check out. What's your TikTok handle? Let's share it. Well, maybe we'll reshare a TikTok on our Instagram page too. Definitely. So my TikTok handle is at Kayla McEwen zero. Yes. Okay. We're going to be checking that out. Okay. So thank you again, ladies, for the work you're doing, for being here, for taking the time. It is election day, friends. Today's the day. Get out and vote. But before mm -hmm. you do that, we are going to take a minute to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with some good news. Growing up with a younger sister with Down syndrome, Philip Clark spent his childhood watching his parents struggle to plan for Sarah's future. Not only was his family's planning journey overwhelming and confusing, Philip was frustrated by the traditional planning industry's cookie-cutter approach that told families all they needed to do was establish a special needs trust and buy a life insurance policy to fund it when they die. Is that type of planning enough to give you a true sense of security today and complete peace of mind regarding your child's future? Well, Philip didn't think so. That's why he founded Enable Special Needs Planning. Families that partner with Enable begin their journey by defining what a successful planning experience should look like for the entire family with a focus on their loved ones with special needs. What does a great life look like today and in the future for your child and your entire family? Then Enable's team of expert special needs consultants come alongside each family and guide them step by step eliminating the guesswork from the planning process. With a nationwide network of certified financial planners and estate planning attorneys, Enable guides families to the best financial and legal strategies for their unique goals and helps them implement everything easily and efficiently. The Enable team also helps families document all essential details of their child's life and communicate their plan to family and future care team members who need to understand the family's vision of success. At Enable, developing a plan to protect your child's future in case something happens to you is just the foundation. Their true passion is to help your family clarify your vision of success and implement strategies that will benefit you for years to come, allowing your child to truly thrive. If you want to know more about planning experience, check out enablesnp.com. That's enablesnp, as in special needs planning.com. All right, time for. <clears throat> Mike is not here. <clears throat> it's time for good news right now. It's coming your way. It's really early when I record this, and my voice is froggy. <laughs> okay. Good news time. 
Well, let's see. Mercedes, do you have some good news for our, about our sunny May? Oh my goodness. So this is like a twofold good news, potentially some might think bad news. Oh shoot. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but on the edge I, of my seat. <laughs> I know. I'm going to make it sound great. She needs glasses. <gasps> Yay! She's going to be the cutest. She'll be it, so cute. It's I totally good bad news. I get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good bad news. Like, okay, your eyesight is poor. That's bad. <laughs> but the accessory to make it better is so good. <laughs> totally. Jonas Paul, I wear. Jonas Paul, <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> We'll have the trifecta of Jonas Paul eyewear I know. on the podcast. Sweet girl. And that will help her so it much. It will help her. It'll be great. Yeah. Glasses <laughs> are great. <laughs> okay. Good news. We went to Big Sur recently and did some hiking. And while both of my kiddos with Down syndrome are very active, it, they're active in their own time which means dancing all day or jumping on the trampoline. Yeah. So a hike, and let's just be honest here, friends. The Avises aren't hikers. We're not like, <laughs> let's hike. I don't own a camel pack or whatever <laughs> things are. We're like, if we're going to spend the money to do a trip, we're going, I'm going to an all-inclusive in Mexico, friends. I'm sitting by a pool. I'll do some <laughs> yoga. I mean, let's just be honest of who we are, but we don't own a tent. So we did a hike and it was a decent amount of time and I was sure that Mason would have moments of we call it a flop and drop and that just looks exactly like it sounds she squats <laughs> to the ground and it's a break time and she was pumped the whole time and there was like a river to cross and she had to jump over rocks and normally it would be like ah, I'm too scared I can't do it and instead it was I've got this leave me alone and oh, then she did it all so and then August I was always just along for the ride sweet boy but that was some good news. It was so fun and not even a moment of feeling over. My kids didn't feel overwhelmed on the hike. So Amazing. there you go. So now you just always have to hike Big Sur. Totally. And now They're maybe we're hikers. hikers. And now maybe you're <laughs> hikers. <laughs> We've had a good experience. Kayla, do you have any good news about yourself or someone you love who has Down syndrome? I just recently won a Kenny Dixon Award that promotes leadership and a good can-do attitude. Yes, congratulations on that. I'm sure that yes. I'm sure you add that to your award, your award wall or shelf because because <laughs> totally. um, you're, <laughs> yes. you're a rock star. Yes, because you're a rock star. And I do want to see that wall. That proud parent <laughs> wall, I bet. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you, Kayla, for sharing that good news. Ashley, Kayla, thank, thank you. you again for being on the show. And everybody listening, thank you for joining us. And as always, friends, we want to hear from you. We love to hear your good news. You can leave us a voicemail or you can DM us on Instagram and share your good news about your loved one with Down syndrome or if you have Down syndrome, your own good news. And if you have a product or business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, we would love to partner with you. And you can email us at hello at the lucky for sponsorship opportunities. We also keep listening because we are working towards our holiday gift guide right now. So if you have a product that you sell, something that is benefiting the Down syndrome community, if you have Down syndrome and there's a product that you sell, or you own a business, if you have a service that you know would be great for our community, if you're just a rad person 
and you have something rad that you would like people to receive for Christmas. We are right now taking applications for our holiday gift guide. We do an episode every year where we highlight around 10 services or products that we think will benefit our community that we want for Christmas, that we think you would want for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. So you can go to our bio in Instagram or go to our website. Applications are due on the 6th, which is Friday. So you need to get, you need to vote and then you need to apply for our holiday gift guide. And as always, a huge thank you to our editor, Josh Avis, and our producer, Vouch Leader, to our sponsor for this episode, and to all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with your friends, who have listened faithfully and continue to cheer us on. It means more than you know. Don't forget to subscribe, to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember that you, dear listener, supporting your loving with Down syndrome, you, dear listener, with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and you are a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on, get out and vote. We're here cheering for you. We will see you and be together on the next episode when we will maybe know who our next president is, but we might not, but hopefully we do. (laughs) All right, friends, take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you so much.